Consumer Watch with Wendy Nola, Thursdays at 8.40. Hello, Wendy lady. Hello, Darren. Good hello, to be with Wendy. you. Say hello. Say hello, hello. Wendy. Oh, hello. I'm uh, Wendy Nola. I'm here, I'm here. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Wendy, let's jump straight into it. We're more than a year into the pandemic and th- things seem to have calmed down, certainly in Durban or in the South Africa. Shops and offices aren't closing down when someone gets infected anymore. We don't see uh, scary men in hazmat suits, fogging rooms anymore. Um, and should I even still be sanitizing my groceries? <laughs> Well, the thing is that you not, might not be seeing it, but there's big, very big fat business that grew up, um, well, that, that um, was thrown up, I suppose, by mm. the news, well, by the pandemic and the early news from the scientists and from um, authorities such as America's Centers for Disease Control, the CDC, was that um, we did have a very uh, significant chance of getting the virus from touching surfaces, right? Because mm. the heavy droplets uh, expelled from our mouths you know, fell and went onto wood and stainless steel and whatever else. And there mm. were all these um, reports about how long they stayed there from hours to days. And so obviously we all felt, ooh. And and so the sanitizing business uh, grew up, especially for offices, businesses, schools, churches, you name it. Um, with the hazmat suits, it's, it was it was coined hygiene theatre. So it made people mm. feel good because you know it was very serious, and the idea of fogging or spraying it was going to touch every surface, and everything was going to be safe. And mm. even now, if there's a COVID case in schools, what do the parents want? They want fogging because it makes them feel safe. Mm. Well, the news, the news this month um, out of the CDC at a White House briefing is um, actually confirming what scientists have been saying for quite some time, and that is. That risk is so low as to be negligible, mm. getting it from surfaces, like one in 10,000 contacts. So the question now is the government needs to, our government needs to come out and confirm that. Otherwise, uh, these this routine, we're not talking about when there's a COVID case. Obviously, if there's been a COVID case in a, a, an environment um, within 24 hours, the past 24 hours, then obviously professional, you know, very deep cleaning needs to happen. But mm. businesses are selling these routine um uh, deep cleaning thing, so they come regularly and do it, and that has just now been blown out of the water. Mm. Um, so, as I say, I spoke to a, a to microbiologist uh, Lucia Anelik, who we've spoken to many times on the show. Uh, she's based in Pretoria, and she's with her international colleagues been saying this for some time. You're not going to get it from food packaging or even food. Um, and she said to me this week, it's going to take our government to come out and put out official advisories. Otherwise, people yeah. generally are not going to to believe it. They're still going to be thinking, you know, that they have to be, that they have to over-sanitize um, and be very nervous of getting it from the surface. Mm. And in fact, that's not true. Um, Dr. Goldman, who published an article in The Lancet uh, last year, he says in a YouTube video that's been widely circulated that it would take a hundred people coughing on the infected people coughing on the same piece of paper, whatever, for you to have any chance oh, wow. of, of getting it from that piece of paper. So that sort of very graphically tells you mm. how low that risk is. So, so yes, as you say, we should be calming down. How long that will actually take to happen after a year of hygiene theatre yeah. remains to be seen. But I think it's very important to tell people: go and do your you know, research it for yourself. Um, and have a very informed uh, view of what mm. those dangers are. The new buzzword is ventilation. Yeah. Obviously, always wear your mask, wash your hands, but ventilation 
is the way to is go. Is the way to go. Um, a bit unfortunate that we're going into winter, especially Joburg, Cape Town people, but um, ventilation is, is, is uh, what we need to focus on. Consumer Watch with Wendy Nola. Wendy Lady. Yes, Darren. So I saw outrage on Twitter yesterday, and uh, I don't take Twitter outrage seriously. But if it's if it's Wendy Nola outrage, then you know it's real, right? So I saw I saw well, on the socials that Capitec clients were outraged, shocked, appalled. There was hair pulling and gnashing of teeth about uh, the international credit card small processing fee. Exaggeration. <laughs> it was no, it got real on the streets, eh? Exaggeration. Um, well, so, it actually started. It's something that started last month, Darren. Yeah. Um, some people are slow to notice. I'm not a capitalist. Yeah, we guy, notice so when the bill only... comes through. Exactly. When you when you deign to look at your bank statement. So, so from last month, first March, Capitec started. And they, look, Capitec prides itself and, and makes a big marketing deal of the fact that it's, it charges lower bank fees or fewer bank fees yeah. than its big uh, the big four competitors. Yeah. Um, so, so, so there's this sort of disconnect of the fact that people were discovering that when they took an Uber or a Bolt ride, um, there was a three rand extra charge yeah. from Capitec um, called an international transaction fee. And I was yes. like, wow, what is this? What is this? Um, definitely not cool. Capitec said CC's travel on Twitter. This is literally every swipe, tap, Uber, Bolt online payment. It's insane. Even Netflix Capitec and says, iTunes, everything. Exactly, exactly. So, so Capitec says, this is a fee, this is a three rand, charged for international purchases, both successful and unsuccessful, whether it was initiated cross-border from outside South Africa or locally from within. This includes your Bolt and Uber rides and Netflix payments. So some people tagged me and said, what are the other banks doing? This can't be right. Well, none of them. I spoke to Standard Net, Net Bank, FNB and APSA. None of them are, are charging this or any international transaction fee mm. for for e-hailing for Ubers or Bolts. But, um, for example, so they're all doing something slightly different. Standard Bank does charge it for Netflix, Spotify, and Booking.com, any company that, uh, uh, where the purchase is acquired through a foreign bank. Okay. So the, the supplier's bank is not in South Africa, but not Uber and Bolt. NetBank says, yeah, they do charge it for Netflix, Spotify, Booking.com. But Uber and Bolt are acquired locally and therefore do not attract a cross-border fee. So okay. I'm thinking Capitec might still have something to answer for there. APSA says, um, no, um, we, uh, for Netflix, Uber, we don't uh, charge that fee if you um, buy something overseas. or in, This is the interesting one. If you buy something where the transactions are done in a foreign currency denomination, whether it's physically or, or online, mm. um, you're going to get that fee. So online shopping, perhaps, if this, uh, the company's based overseas. And what is it for? It's cost associated with currency conversion. And uh, that's basically, it's, it's just an admin thing, but it's annoying a lot of people. FNB, the CEO of FNB Card says, we don't charge international processing fees for global streaming services like Netflix, iTunes, and Amazon Prime, and mm. uh, not for Uber or Bolt either. Um, and yeah, so it's interesting. Whatever bank you're with, check it out. Um, I think there might be a bit more pushback from capital customers who will um, discover that. Um, it does seem you know, like a, a, why, why the sudden change? Why? I mean, I know it's a month old, but what changed? Why? Why suddenly a three rand levy? I know it's only three rand, but it's it's three rand that you know I wasn't. It's spending annoying. Last month. Well, I, I think. 
I think, um, you know, like your Netflix payment will be once a month, say, but mm. but people are noticing it with the Ubers and Bolts because, um, you know, you'll go, uh, when I travel, you know, there will just be a whole spate. You'll have maybe like five rides in a short space of time and then yeah. you can't miss on your statement, three red, three red, three red, yeah. three red. Yeah. And that gets a little annoying in your face and especially, you know, if if you, it wasn't happening at the bank uh, you were with before, obviously there's going to be some pushback. So, Another one of those cases where it pays to check your bank account, know what's going on, know yeah. what you're being charged for fees, and decide whether you want to accept it or not. If you don't want to, you can make a switch. But maybe the slip of making a switch over a, a small fee like that might not be it. <laughs> but people might not have the appetite yeah. for that. But it's, I think it's a really interesting issue um, okay. and one that I'm going to keep tracking. Well, thank you for clearing that up for us. And obviously, uh, the more that changes, the more Wendy and Consumer Watch will give us all of those details. Listen, any consumer issue um, that you might have a question about, there's probably a podcast for that under Consumer Watch. Go to ecr.co.za, click on podcasts. Thank you, KZN's Wendy. number one way to wake up. Darren, Carrie and Sky, East Coast Radio.